arriving in the wise woman doesn't mean like suddenly the queen and the princess are like locked in the closet. It's like, for me, embracing the wise woman means we are also awakening all parts of ourselves and bringing them into our lives. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to go out and dance all night and be the the princess or, you know, come home and be organized and uh, get your life in order with your queen self or just allow things to unfold as your wise woman self. So I think they're all really important, but I think it's harder to embrace all of yourself if you're not standing in that wise woman energy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Hi, I'm Biz Kush a life coach and therapist, and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's awaken your wise woman. Hi, and welcome back. It has been a while since we paused, since the Woman Warriors podcast was put on pause. We are now relaunching as the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. And I am so excited about the guests I've lined up, some I've already recorded, some I'm reaching out to, but I'm really, really excited about the lineup. But some of the things, it's going to be a little bit different. Not so focused on anxiety, as I have mentioned, but more on growth and how we embrace and live our lives as fully as possible as ourselves, stepping into our lives from home, from us, from ourselves. And so we're going to be exploring how other women have done that, the journeys they've taken in healing, but also other ways that you can learn more about you and what matters to you in your body, in your soul, in your mind. And I'm really excited about that. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different. We're shaking things up. Marisa Gowdy is back on the podcast. She, if you search old episodes. She's been on two other times, one where we explored the healing power of writing, which an amazing episode, loved it. And another one we talked about her book, The Sovereignty Knot, which again, another great episode, a wonderful book. But today, Marisa is going to interview me. She's going to talk to me about the shift in the podcast, about the coaching business, about what I see as the future of both of those and moving forward. So I'm excited. She's a lovely interviewer and uh, the conversation was amazing. We dove into a little bit of my story of finding my way back home to me and why this is so important to me to offer this to other women. And also a little bit about how scary that can be to ask for help, to reach out to others when maybe on the outside, it looks like things are great, or maybe admitting that things are not so great doesn't feel very good. And I want to honor that. I want to honor that it is hard. 
it is hard to say, I need to work on me or that I'm worthy of working on me. But let me tell you that you are. And the work isn't always easy. Sometimes it is hard. But it's also incredibly, incredibly rewarding to be able to step fully into your life, to feel as though you are showing up in your life fully, authentically, as your true self with your core energy. Like, it's a different way to live and it's pretty great. And I believe it's possible for all of us, for all women. And I want that for you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Marisa. And I'm really excited for this next step in the journey with you. Hey, welcome back, everybody, after this long break over the summer. And I'm really excited for this first episode. Marisa Gowdy is joining me, but we're flipping the script a little bit. She's going to interview me about the changes and shifts and sort of transformations that have happened to the podcast over the last three years and what where we're going in the future. So thanks for being on the podcast with me, Marisa. Oh, Biz, I'm so excited to be here with you and to mark this really beautiful milestone. It's been such an honor to watch you shift and grow and change and question and revise and rewrite and stand here in your wisdom. Mm -hmm. I'm really thrilled to be here with you. So thank you for inviting me to be part of the conversation. Well, it's so fun to have you back. I mean, you've been on the podcast twice. One, just about the healing power of writing and two, to talk about your book, The Sovereignty Knot. And both conversations to me were just so wonderful. I always love talking to you. But two, you and I have established through the years a friendship, I think, through writing practices and connecting via Zoom and funny that we've never met in person and soon this will happen, yes. but but it's just so great to have you here and thanks for being my interviewer for launching this new version. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm. So I want to ask you to begin at the well, it's at, at once beginning at the beginning, beginning at the middle and beginning at the end, because I think it's the way we always work in, in tangles and twists, I think in Celtic knots, as you know, and I think you often mm -hmm. see things in spirals as well. But this idea mm -hmm. of Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast, and just let's talk about that, the title and why you called it that. And I feel like I say that sense of beginning, middle and end, because it's once a new start for you. It's so, and it comes from the middle and the core of who you are, and that it's really sort of a saying, by no means an ending, but a saying like, "This is where I've arrived, and this is where I want to speak from." Let's start a new journey together. So, tell me about awaken your wise woman and how she came through, and what that is saying for you right now. Well, I think to kind of go back to before the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast, you know, my goal had been with the woman warriors was to really reach out to women who struggled with stress and anxiety. And that was really, really important. And to sort of, to be able to name why we're so stressed out, whether it's cultural or societal or trauma or 
family of origin shit or whatever it is. Like that, that there's a lot of reasons for us to be stressed and anxious. Wanted to normalize that, wanted to provide some insight and also some help to help women feel more grounded and at ease. And I feel like the podcast has done that. Mm-hmm. But as I was really looking at and examining for myself, like who the guests were that were lighting me up and who I was excited to have on or back on the podcast as we were moving through this last third year of it, of the woman warriors, it was, it was bigger than that. Mm -hmm. It was, how do I talk about how do we get to this next place? What does it feel like to be in this next place where you are finding your own wise woman, looking at what makes you feel wisest and most grounded and your most authentic self? And so I can remember, I think I I maybe messaged you on Facebook saying like, is it okay if I use wise woman in my title? Because this is such a this is something I have learned more about and explored more with you through the writing practice, through your book and just being your friend. Yeah. Well, you know, and I love, I mean, I'm honored that you had that pause of like, oh, wait, you know, we, we always want to recognize when we're borrowing, when we're stealing, when we're, you know, when we're saying, wait, how can I stand in this and honor it? But also the sense that this wise woman archetype is all of ours and it's always meant to be that's how i envision the archetypes of sovereignty you know including Mm -hmm. the princess and the queen that the wise woman's in us how do more of us get that message out there and seeing you as you know a sister wise woman standing beside me in a great big worldwide circle how do we Mm -hmm. awaken this in other women and continue to awaken it in ourselves because of course it's never a sense of here I am, I've arrived. It's here I am, a work in progress. Let's work and progress together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I love about using these archetypes and what both like IFS and parts work, which I talk about a lot on the podcast, like working with all our parts, but also with the archetypes, like we don't want to like arriving in the wise woman doesn't mean like suddenly the queen and the princess are like locked in the closet. It's like, for me, embracing the wise woman means we are also awakening all parts of ourselves and bringing them into our lives. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to go out and dance all night and be the the princess or, you know, come home and be organized and uh, get your life in order with your queen self or just allow things to unfold as your wise woman self. So I think they're all really important, but I think it's harder to embrace all of yourself if you're not standing in that wise woman energy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. And that reminds me of conversations you and I had as you sat with woman warriors, how that was at once very true, but the container started to feel restrictive, that moving toward the space of wisdom wasn't about saying, and now you've healed and cured all of your worry and you've graduated. (laughs) And I think, you know, we talked a lot and I know this is so much part of your message. It's about that integration and making sure that it's okay that worry will still happen even when you're in your wisdom, right? 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh, for sure. Like if, if that were possible to never worry, maybe I'd want to be there, but I mean, that's part of the journey, right? right? Like I just feel as if, if we're not embracing all of it, like the worry, the stress, the, the whatever's showing up. Yeah. We're not being that authentic, right? We're shutting off parts of ourselves. And I, <laughs> I've been noticing recently and, and sort of allowing and learning about a new part of myself that I really always knew was there, but sometimes goes into overdrive. It's this caretaking part where I just want to make sure everybody else is good and taken care of. And I love her. She does a great job, but she's also exhausted and mm. it burns. I get burnt out because I forget to take care of me. So yeah. it's like, yeah, she's there and she's doing a great job, but how do we make that job easier? How do we, how do we allow more of that wiser self to come in and say, okay, you, you did a good job, but let's, let's find a new way to do this. And I think that's true about all of our parts, right? Mm -hmm. And that brings to mind, as you mentioned, authenticity and that sense of, of finding a comfort in all of our parts. One of the working metaphors that you developed throughout the writing of the website was this idea of home and coming home to yourself. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about what that significance has for you and what you see it having for the women you're hoping to support and speak to and walk with. Mm, Thank you for asking that. That is, I think, at the core of this work is that feeling safe, grounded, centered in ourselves, like that is our true home, right? Mm -hmm. Our hearts, our core. And as women in particular, I think we're so good at doing, taking care of others, thinking about others, but also just like, here's the roles we have to play, whether it's entrepreneur or businesswoman or whatever it might be, mom, grandmother, wherever you are in your life, partner, sister, whatever. If we've lost that sense of home, which happened for me through all of my parenting and growth. And, you know, I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, how do I get back to that, that sense of self where I felt authentic and true and comfortable with myself and trusting of myself, I think, that through the work that I've done, finding my way back to me has really felt like, ah, there I am. Here it is. I'm back home. If I'm living from this place, I'm giving better in better ways to others. I'm taking care of myself better. I'm compassionate for those people who are struggling. And for myself, when I'm that messy whatever is happening in my life in that moment, that I can also welcome that messy part back home too. Mm. So, so much of that seems to speak to a sense of the power of groundedness and a firm foundation, which feels like a lot of where the direction of your coaching work is starting to shift. Because I know part of your journey as well has been going from having this thriving therapy practice, being a podcaster, telling stories, and now adding in this new piece that says, oh, I want to be of service and be engaged in this coaching Mm -hmm. role and how that really comes from 
I think a different kind of foundation. And maybe you tell me if that's the right way to, to speak to that, but how it relates to this idea of, you know, coming home to yourself and reconnecting to yourself. Yeah. I think that's really so true because I think with coaching, the whole idea is that we're working to reconnect you with or connect you with all of your own strengths that you already have, Mm -hmm. that your, your gifts are yours. And sometimes we forget that they're gifts or sometimes we don't acknowledge or can see. Sometimes we can't see the parts of us that are our gifts, but the coaching piece is to help realign you with those parts of you that are already doing this great job. It's just sometimes we get off track or sometimes we lose sight of how we get to that place. And so sometimes it's because we haven't learned how to set boundaries in a way that support us and the people in our lives that we love. Or maybe we have that super inner critical voice that knocks us off balance when we make the first misstep or whatever it is. Or maybe we're just not taking care of ourselves the way we could, but we have those skills. We have those pieces. We have the ability to be our best selves, I guess, Mm -hmm. to be the best version of ourselves. And I'm hopeful that through coaching, it's just helping the women that come to work with me tap back into those parts of themselves that are already there. Yeah. You know, I love the sort of the open-ended invitation nature of that, that so much of it is about helping individual women find their own sense of home and hearth and what lights them up and what really supports them. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, because you and I often speak entrepreneur to entrepreneur and those who are in business for themselves will know that phrase that, you know, your ideal client and that idea Mm -hmm. of, which I think is important when you're in business, but I think it's also important for anyone to think about that sense of if you could spend a vast majority of your day with, an, with a certain type of person, who would they be? We think about it as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs because we want to call in the right people to work with us, right? And I think we might yeah. think of it as individuals, perhaps if you're looking for a partner or a friend or you know something like that, there's be something universal in that. But mm-hmm. all to say, I would love to hear you talk a little bit about your reflection on, yes, who your ideal client is, but also who the women are you hope to be calling in with your wise woman medicine and how you want to offer them this invitation, this doorway into themselves. Who would you be speaking to and inviting in? I'm speaking to myself, (laughs) but, 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 but I mean, in some ways I, you know, I make a joke about that, but in a lot of ways it's true because through my own healing journey and sort of all the doing, I realized even with the podcast that like the doing is great. Like I, I am, I'm good at doing, but I sort of forgot along the way how to just be myself, you know, not working, not being a mom, not being a wife or a partner or a daughter. And like, how do I just be myself and be okay with that, be good with that? Yeah. So I recognize that I think that because lives are busy and we, in our culture, especially here in the United States, 
we are taught even as women, like we need to be really good at doing it all. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be good at taking care of your home. You need to be good at taking care of yourself. You need to be good at taking care of your kids and your husband or your partner or, you know, your business or being a good employee. And, but as women, we're really not taught to look back and say like, well, where am I in all of this? Mm -hmm. Like I can, there were times in my life, and I think I've spoken about this on the past episodes of the podcast, where it was almost as if like, okay, I show up at work in this way. I'm Elizabeth Cush, therapist. And then when I get home, I'm biz. And I show up in this way with my friends and my family. And I almost felt as if there wasn't a place that integrated both those things mm -hmm. where I felt at home, mm -hmm. where I felt like I was always kind of like playing a part. Yeah. yeah. And so that sense of coming home to me is so much about learning how to be myself and recognizing, yes, as a therapist, I can't just talk about all my problems, but you know, I do have to show up as a therapist self or a coach self, but I feel me coming through in all those places. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that they're all me. Yeah. Versus all being roles. They're all me. Right. That real, that's integrity in action, right? And it's also integrity in being. It gets to be both. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I, I, I know that there are other women out there that feel similarly. And I hope through the podcast, through if they choose to work with me as a coach, like I can help them find their way back to themselves mm -hmm. in a truly authentic meaningful way. Yeah. So I find it's interesting, you know, when you think thinking about who you're talking to, women who are so accustomed to taking care of everyone else first, that a lot of women might be like, you know, it might, it's a, it's gonna be a stretch for some and say, I'm going to go visit a website and go click on a button to say, I want to get business attention. I want to ask for help. And that, you know, I, again, you and I have talked about it from a marketing standpoint, because that's part of what we do, but it's also that sense of that really, it, ultimately that is all in service to how do we help you make that heart to heart connection for women who aren't accustomed to asking, because yeah, there's that yeah. honoring of the fact that this is a big leap for a lot of women, because it's the way that we've been taught to allocate resources like time and money and energy. And mm -hmm. that that is, well, you know, I, I come back to this idea of in your podcast name is awaken. Like there's a sense of awakening that you're holding yeah. space for to say, oh, I could wake up today and invest in myself in order mm. to be more fully and authentically invested in this life that I lead and this love that I offer all the people who depend on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think part of it is like, as we want to, we want to take care of the people in our lives. I, that's, that's why we do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe sometimes we do it because we have to, but, but, it, <laughs> but we're not casting aside any of that, right? right? We're just learning how to be more authentic in it so that as we are asking for help and recognizing that maybe 
we need a little guidance or reflection or whatever it is, someone coming into this world of yours to see where your energy is flowing outward mm-hmm. instead of sort of saying with you mm. that it's okay, that, that it's, it's, I guess what I would hope would be that they would feel there would be a safeness in this journey for them, knowing that we're not shifting or turning anything upside down to the point where your life is going to feel totally different. It's just realigning you with the life you already have so that it supports you too. That it's not just about supporting everyone else or doing what you think everybody else thinks you should do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about that too, like all the shoulds that sort of come up around being a woman and, and sure there are things that are important, but we also need to feel like our voices are heard and that we're respected and loved and cared for as well. Right. 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 You mentioned that the word energy and that idea Mm -hmm. of its flow and its use and knowing that you come from a background that involves mindfulness and a lot. And I think some of this is your secret magic that you have sort Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's, it always informs you, but some of it is like still quiet. I would love (laughs) to nudge you towards Mm -hmm. talking about what you mean by energy, because I don't think you just mean caloric intake and the use of how we use our fuel in order to get through our day. No, no. Well, and I think that's core to all of this, right? If we're, so for me, energy is what we're putting out and getting back from the world, right? From our relationships, from our jobs, from our homes, from our life. And Oftentimes, I think women are encouraged to just be giving or putting out energy. Here, you take this, have some of this. Let me take care of that for you. Versus, I think men are really good at (laughs) taking in energy, right? Like, sure, I'll take that from you. Or yes, you can do that for me. But there's a balance, right? If we are constantly giving, doing putting that energy out into the world, we get tired, exhausted, Mm -hmm. burnt out, Mm -hmm. and there needs to be a balance there. And part of that work is recognizing when you're feeling depleted and and knowing that your body is screaming at you saying, you need to rest or Mm -hmm. you need to get a glass of water or whatever it might be to restore your own energy. Or you need to find relationships that support you versus just bleed you. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious if you had someone come to you and you looked at them and you just said, Oh, you beautiful woman, you are hemorrhaging energy into Mm. one or many of the pots that surround you. And Mm. there's not enough for you. Mm -hmm. If I were to play client for a second and I came to you and you said, Biz, oh my, you know, I, and you looked at me and said, Marisa, you are just between, you're worrying about the, the old cat and his health, between getting the kids you know, off to school every day without being stressed, between dealing with the fact that cleaning has never been your superpower and you don't know how to get it done, and all those clients that you love but have trouble serving. What might you, you know, obviously everybody's different, but you know, mm-hmm. What might you imagine you would offer someone who came to you in that sense of just like a sieve 
of energy flowing through. You mentioned a few things just about strategies around, you know, drinking water and focusing in, but is there anything that that would spark in you that you might think you would recommend to a client or a process you would guide people through? Yeah. Well, and I mean, for one thing, there are things we do have to do that are obligatory, right? Like you have to make sure your kids get to where they're supposed to be. Is that going to be like energy filling you up? Probably not, but that's okay. Like that's part of life. Mm -hmm. The other side of that is how often are you doing things that you don't want to do that you feel like you have to do, even if you didn't, right? Like Mm -hmm. that there's like, like I'll say like cleaning your house. Okay. That's not something you love to do. Is there a way to either make it a more energetically filling experience, turning on music, making it fun, bringing family in to help or hiring somebody, right? Like, but finding for you what, like, so yes, very practical strategies, but also tapping into yourself and saying like, are you doing this because you feel obliged or have to, or is this something that you really love and want to do? And like the, the love and want to do that fills you with energy, right? Mm -hmm. The not loving and doing because you have to, of course, with kids, there's stuff like, and families and life, there's stuff we do have to do, but are there ways that we can adjust it so that there's more of a balance? of the energy that feels great. And so that was not like a great example, but I guess I would have you sort of sit with what does fill you up? Mm-hmm. What are the things that make you feel excited, like yourself fully present in your life? Like, what are those things? What is that feeling? How do you know for you? So I'll ask you, Marissa, how do you know when you're really feeling like this is a thing you love, that this is something that fills you up? Is there a body sensation? Is there a... I really have known to tune into my own smile. I will walk around my house smiling on certain days and realize like there is no one home to see me except the cats <laughs> and catch myself in the mirror. And I know I have a, I am one of those people with a glass face anyway. And apparently I do it even when alone. And I have lately been tuning in more and more to that sense of like, how can I adjust my energy to either find that feeling or stay in that feeling rather than shoulders up and hunched and scowling at the computer with like the 11s is between my eyebrows, just getting deeper and further etched because I'm all for being a wise woman, but I'm not quite ready to do crone in my eyebrow area yet, but I can fight that by, I don't have any problem with laugh lines, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, and that's a great example, right? Laughter. Mm -hmm. So Right, bringing laughter and joy, a sense of joy into even mundane tasks can help us feel less heavy about it, right? right. So like right. The, the even though energy is being poured out, you're filling yourself back up with that laughter and smile and positives. I mean, they talk about the yoga smile or whatever it is, the secret smile when you right. do, do yoga and you're smiling, like it makes yeah. you feel better. Right. Yes. Yes. 
I have one teacher who talks about that as the expert variation. If you're ready, if you're ready for the expert variation, you take both corners of your mouth and turn them upward, right? Yeah. Or you smile with your eyes. I'm like, what do you do? How do you do that? <laughs> My eyes closed. Right. But amazingly, if you think about it, like just the idea that your eyes are smiling makes your mouth smile. Of course, after a year and more of mask wearing, we do know the expressiveness of the eyes. <laughs> That's a skill so we didn't true. want to pick up. <laughs> that is so, so true. But yeah. yes, so so like to me, that is a beautiful example of sort of tapping into that energy drain, right? The scowl on the face, front of the computer, hunched over. So your body is so attuned to whether that energy is being depleted or being filled. And so, right, openness of chest, a smile on the face, a lightness in your in your body may be a signal for you that this is something that feels good, but it's also energy filling versus energy depleting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking of the sense that so much of this project for you is what is most energy filling rather than energy depleting. I love that the work you're doing is so much a model for the people you want to work with. Not that you're trying to talk to other coaches and, you know, that necessarily that sort of thing, but this Mm. for you is a shift as your children get older, as you and your husband start looking towards some of the next chapters of life, like this is an important part of that for you. It is. It really is. And I love my therapy work and that will always be there, but I'm excited to be branching out in this new direction. Again, like you said, like energy for me to be able to, to work with women who like basically together were like, okay, what are your superpowers, right? Like how do we get to you to one, identify them, but two, use more of them. And that's really exciting. That's really exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, and it, it's bearing out throughout your whole project. Like I'm thinking about this, that idea of like the three invitations to bring people home to themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, people can go to your website and, and check that out and be with that. But I would love for your audience to know that it's really started with asking biz, like, what are the three things? Or I, I don't know if we started with three, but what are the things that bring yeah. you home to you? And yes. the sense that you really lived that question and the answers in the development of this work, because you're not holding it at arm's length. I mean, you said before that your person you'd like to help is yourself in so many ways. And that you, you know, you tried this magic on yourself and worked with it and through it. And I remember the way you surprised yourself and it might've been the last thing on the list and you came out with pink. I need pink. (laughs) You're wearing a pink t-shirt right now. (laughs) Right. And your new website has that beautiful rose tint to it. That is so, it's so much heart energy. It's so much that sense of there's no place like home within the self, not necessarily about creating the perfect domestic space, but, and I'd love to have you talk about that idea of what brings you home to you, but also I want to know about pink. And what that means to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because as a young girl, I have an older sister and I was the girl who wanted to wear dresses and be pink all the time. 
my sister was probably more, I don't know if she was really a tomboy, but less of a pink girl. I'll mm-hmm. say that. And so we shared a room for years and I can remember my mom saying, you know, we're going to paint your room girls. What would you like it? And of course I'm like, pink. And my sister was like, no, that will never happen. (laughs) And so just this sense of coming back to that young girl self that Mm. wanted to wear pink and dresses every day. And I lost touch with that for a lot of kind of sad reasons, which I'm not necessarily going to dive into right now, but having a history of trauma, which I talk about on the podcast, I lost track of that girl who just, well, wanted to look pretty, but also just loved what it meant to be a little girl for her, Mm. like just soft and lovable, I guess, you know? Yeah. And so it was really nice to come back to the color as a representation of that. Like, yeah, I want to wear dresses again. Mm. I went through years of never wearing dresses. And so like, I want to embrace that more feminine side of myself while also also recognizing, yeah, I love to hike. I I mean, I'm wearing sweats right now. So yeah, I like to be more casual as well, but I don't want to lose sight of that feminine part of me. You know what I love that that beautiful story offers us too is as you're talking about becoming a wise woman, which in a lot of ways is associated with being an elder, with you know moving into that next phase of life. It's also about reclaiming the child in you, the girl in you, the princess in you, and it just brings us home again to that idea of this work is about calling in everything you may have lost, everything you may have set aside. And knowing that that seems like it's part of the path to wisdom is perhaps we could talk about that idea of remembering. It's pulling back together all the pieces of who you were, remembering the stories and what mattered to you as a part of moving forward. Because of course, that's what this, this work is in this phase of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think remembering is such a an interesting, I, I forget what book it was on trauma that basically you're, as you're healing, you're bringing back those parts of you, you've had to either cast aside or intentionally let go of mm-hmm. because of the trauma that we can bring those members, you know, whether it's parts of us or actual parts of our body back into our awareness and bring them back home. And yeah, that's in a really, really important part of the process. And I think another piece of that with the invitations, like to me, that part of us that wants to just laugh with abandon, like tears mm. in your eyes, your face hurting because you've laughed so hard. I think sometimes we lose touch with that part too, as yeah. we move into sort of what we're supposed to be these wise, you know, women, but like, I want to giggle, you know, I want to be able to laugh and, you know, cut loose. Yeah. Yeah. Throw your head back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes whether it's therapy or coaching that I think maybe for women, it's hard to move toward because there's this fear of how is this going to, if I'm healing myself, how is this going to disrupt the the other parts of my life, right? If I'm reclaiming these parts of me that I let go, how are people going to relate to me in this new way? If I am showing up differently, Mm -hmm. 
But the amazing thing to me, my experience has been with this work is that we become sort of a better version of ourselves in that we relate to the people in our lives much better, but it also helps us identify maybe some people in our lives that aren't serving us so much anymore. And that's hard, but it's also really good for us. Right. So that sort of touches on the sense that there is a bravery and a courageousness in, mm-hmm. in any woman who ever asks for help. And, yes. and perhaps we don't always see that there's bravery in asking for help, even when on the outside life looks pretty darn good. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like so much of your work is about getting beneath appearances and getting underneath the sense of like, well, the house looks great from the outside. The landscaping's marvelous. And wow, she's an excellent housekeeper. You know, and when she makes a spread, when you when she has you over for cocktails on Friday, it's glorious. Yeah. And if that is your reality, and if you are aware of that level of great fortune you have, you still may be looking around and saying, but I think there's supposed to be more to this. I think mm-hmm. that there's some part of me that I can't quite see. And yeah. that's a lot of where your work comes in to say, wait, let's hold the space. Let's light the candle. Let's open the Pull doors. Up the blinds. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. <laughs> let's air out. You know, it may not all be in the basement. It might be just in that like back room that you have devoted to for the guest room, but of course no one's come to visit for a year and a half. So why don't you turn it into your art studio or, you know, metaphorically or in reality, right? Right, right. Let's find, yeah, let's find that space that's yours that you can then creatively figure out how to approach yourself in a way that brings you back home. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited people get to go on this journey with you and just mm. the beginning of this podcast and with this beginning of this new work you're offering to the world, there's a new glow about you that mm. I, I'd venture to guess that your podcast listeners are going to hear in your voice and in this new iteration of your project. And, you know, anyone who is fortunate enough to sit in circle with you, will see it coming through your smile. Mm, thank you, Marissa. I just so appreciate, I mean, you have played a big part of this journey with me and helping me create the copy for the website, but also just help me refine what it is that is important to me through the writing process, through your workshops, through the collective work with your groups. And I just am so grateful that you wanted to do this with me today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an honor and a privilege. And, you know, yeah, my work is around this idea of of sovereignty and finding your own sovereign story and being with women like you who are really ready to, you know, as we opened the podcast today, was that idea that you have are always willing to question and review and revise and write into that sense of curiosity about how can you get closer to your sovereignty work, to your sovereign story. You just epitomize that so beautifully. So it's just a, it's a deep honor. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was really great. Marissa is a a good friend and has been on this journey with me since the beginning, almost, I think. Uh, I was on her podcast. She and Rebecca Wong had a podcast a few years ago, and they were wonderful enough to have me on. And 
she and I have continued to work together since then. And I'm really excited that she offered and initially when she offered to interview me on the podcast about this shift, about relaunching with the Awaken Your Wise Woman, (laughs) my initial thoughts were like, no way am I going to be the focus of the podcast and have it be me that's interviewed, which is funny. But I'm glad that I sat with that and allowed that to just sort of trickle in and that I recognized how important that would be. And what a great way to start. What a great way to start is to just share with you why the shift is happening, but also what that means and why it was so important to me. And to have Marisa there, who she has uh, helped me write a lot of the copy for my website, uh, really been a great guide in my writing journey and so lovely. And she's a good friend and it's just so nice to to be able to have that conversation with her because it felt safe and easy and really great. And it was fun sharing a little bit about my own story of how I've come here and what has opened up in me as I've begun this journey back home to myself and identifying what really is important to me and how I can fully show up in my life in a truly authentic way where I don't feel like I'm putting on a mask or a costume to be the therapist or be the life coach. It's me as a therapist, me as a life coach, me as a podcaster, not a separate identity, but infused with me. And it was fun to share that with Marisa. Well, I'm excited to share some new episodes. One other shift, which I forgot to mention in the introduction that's going to happen is that the podcast is going to go to every other week. So there will be off weeks. So we'll be having episodes twice a month versus four times a month, sometimes five times a month, which is a lot of energy. And it's very draining for me to have to make sure those episodes get out on time. So we're going to slow the pace down because... I'm finding that's really important in my life to slow the pace down, to recognize what I need, to honor my needs, and to give you quality stuff. I don't want to just be putting it out because I have to. I want the episodes to be all that and full of good stuff and really relevant. So I'm excited about that too. Excited that It's supporting me, it's supporting you, and it's going to be great. So I hope that you will continue to tune in and know that all the Woman Warriors episodes are still there, and you can find them in the archives of the podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. So know that none of that is gone. They're all there, and you can binge or go back or search out the older ones just like you did before. I hope you have a terrific week. I hope that over the next two weeks, you do check out some of the old episodes if this is a whole new podcast for you and know that we've got some really great stuff coming up. 
We've got Carrie Nola. We have got uh, my friend Julie Blanthan. We've got Michelle Richardson is back to talk about parts work and our inner critic. And oh, I'm just really excited. So have a great week. I look forward to reconnecting with you, wise women, next time. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Disler, and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Cush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.